Life is complicated. There is the law and there is reality. Welcome to Law and Reality, sponsored by Thav Gross. Now here's your host, Ken Gross. Good morning and welcome to Law and Reality. Ken Gross here with Brian Small. Good to see you, Brian. Always a pleasure to be here, Ken. It is a beautiful, beautiful day. The topic of the day is, well, I mean, if you like clouds and rain, the topic of the day is uh, the most efficient tool to eliminate debt. It's a topic that I want to go through with you and work together to explore options from the standpoint of financial crisis management. Okay. Well, that sounds like a great idea, but we've got a, a mantra that uh, we, 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 we've got to we've got to discuss don't we i mean well here yeah here the mantra what what is it that we're, here, we're focusing the whole thing, on because uh, so, we're, we're you know everybody's new listening to us so we want to focus on on what yeah. our core basics are about as we and as we develop the show over the the coming days and months you'll start to understand how we'll get further and further in depth but we've got to give you what's the back core. Tra- let's backtrack a little bit to last week I well, we said last week we I identified problems in solving but the whole concept is to align yourself to preserve future income for you and your family and why so that's the mantra and the reason for that is too many people are finding themselves reaching the point particularly the baby boomers where you go to retirement or you're approaching retirement and you have inadequate savings, you still have a mortgage or you're paying rent, you've got a couple car payments, and you've got credit card debt. When you're in that situation, the prospect of having a decent retirement is borderline between slim and none. If you cross the road into retirement with zero savings, you're paying rent or a mortgage payment, you're trying to make two car payments and you have credit card debt, it's not going to work. If you were making $100,000 between family income before you retired and you were just getting by making the car payments, making the house payment, paying the utilities, and making the minimum payments on the credit cards, if all of a sudden you retire and your income is going to go from $100,000 to the range of $30,000, it's not going to work. You know, and that's it's you're you're so correct there. It's not going to work, and and I see it every day. And where I I actually see the biggest uh, group of people that are impacted by that is pension retirees from the auto industry, because they think, oh, I've got a pension, I'm gonna ha- I'm I'm set up for life. The problem is, is these guys all work hard and they make really decent money. And they're used to overtime as well. And they're used to overtime. And all of a sudden, they do. They go from $100,000 a year to $40,000 a year. And the problem is the house isn't paid for. The boat isn't paid for. The cars aren't paid for. The credit cards are maxed out. And they're in a situation where they, they can't do the job physically anymore because it's a physically demanding job. And they have to retire. And they're not ready for it. So, so where I see it going is this. The mantra is preserve future income for you and your family. But what's the goal? The goal is the three-point retirement plan. Right, which we I, we started off where we talk about it all the time. It's own your own home free and clear. Have no debt and have some savings in the bank. Not not You don't have to have millions. You don't have to have $2 million in the bank to retire with. You have to have some money in the bank, 
no debt and own your own home. And and by doing that, you're going to put yourself in a position where you can retire with grace. Well stated. And, 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 and to emphasize the point, we're not saying it's a mistake to retire with $2 million in the bank. Hmm. More power to you if you've done that, you've accomplished that goal, you've done a wonderful thing, you're going to have an enjoyable retirement, you're going to have the leeway to travel and to enjoy yourself and to live as good of a lifestyle as perhaps you lived while you were working or maybe even better, that's great. But the focus that we're looking at is most people, because the baby boomer generation is no longer the pension generation that it used to be, are not prepared for retirement. And if they're in their 50s, mid-50s, 60s already, and they haven't made any moves to realistically align themselves for retirement, they need a solution that's attainable. Absolutely. And the three-point retirement plan is a plan that's attainable. It's like I get in the mail all the time these invites to come to the dinner and get investment talk about what they want to do with my 401K or my IRA, and that's all fine and dandy. If you have the 401K and the IRA with adequate funds in it, you can explore best ways to approach investment. But for the majority of people that are still dealing with two car payments, a mortgage, credit card debt, and they've got $20,000 in savings at the max, those dinners are nothing more than dinner. They're not going to do you any good. That's for sure. And to attend and hear that you've got to have $2 million in the bank to retire with and you have four years to get there is only going to, besides getting a, a, well, a, a lousy us. meal, it's going to completely... Uh, undermine your your confidence and your belief in yourself because you're going to be sitting there saying, there's no way I can do that unless I win the lottery. I was going to say, it's going to help the lotto industry, though. It's, yeah, everybody will then they're secretly leverage, in cahoots. Their, leverage their retirement by buying lottery they're tickets. They're secretly in cahoots with the, with the lotto industry. Absolutely. Now we figured it out. Did you know that you can now establish an account online with the lottery? Did you, did you Are you aware of that? Um, since I haven't bought a lottery ticket probably since... 1996? Um, no, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, back about three, four months ago, when I think it was like $400 million, and I, I went online and read and saw that you could do it. And they also gave you like a three to two ratio on your first buy. If you spend $60, you get $100 worth of tickets. So I bought some tickets for that, just for that $400 million lottery, and put like $20 down, and I still haven't used the rest. So they send me reminders every month. But when I, when, I, when I registered for it, I said to myself, it should not be made that easy to buy lottery tickets. They did have a cap on the amount you could spend at one time, but I don't think they limited the number of times you could go and reapply and put it on your credit card. I think that's very – just, that, just like online gambling, is extremely dangerous. I mean, we're getting off track, but it just, it just no, disturbed but, but, me No, but we're not that getting off track there. because – you're talking about various reasons why, you know, the issues that people face. And debt is a pretty big one. And people will do desperate things to get themselves out of debt or to try and create more income into the household. Whether they are working a second job, killing themselves, working 80, 100 hours a week. Whether they're playing the lotto, 
whether they're trying to work as much overtime as they humanly can. When, when times get tough, people tend to look at that as being the solution when, know, the rea- when the reality is is that it's not, it's not even putting a dent in the problem. Yeah, the worst part about it is when people do that, it's not be, they don't all of a sudden say, I'm going to start working overtime and I'm going to start either making foolish steps like buying lottery tickets or gambling to try and get all this extra money to put in the bank to save or to eliminate the debt. They're doing it to make their minimum payments just to get by. If you think about it, if all of a sudden your goal was, I'm going to work extra hard because I've gotten rid of all my debt and I'm going to take that extra money and I'm going to bank it so that I have some savings, then you're in the game and you're making progress to what you want to accomplish. But getting rid of the debt is a different issue. And when it comes to the three-point retirement plan, the first step, depending on your circumstances, if your circumstances you already have zero debt except your mortgage, and you, and, and you don't have a lot of money in savings, then in that circumstance, the three-point retirement plan and your goal isn't to eliminate debt. It's just to, to do budget management to find a way to start saving more money and perhaps accelerate the payments on your house to get the house paid off sooner. Well, However, you know, you for most up, people, though, they have debt. They do. Now, you brought up budget management. So budget management is one of the tools, one of the strategies we utilize to get people out of debt and to get people to live within their means. And there's, there's four general strategies that, we, that we've developed through the years that we utilize. And those strategies include Chapter 7 bankruptcy, Chapter 13 bankruptcy, debt resolution, and budget management. Now, well, what do you mean by debt resolution? Debt resolution is the art, and it is truly an art, the art of settling your debt for pennies on the dollar. And how we do it, and it's different than... Different than debt settlement. Debt settlement. Well, the debt settlement companies work on a theory that you have a four-year program that you're going to pay into. And while you're in this four-year program, they're going to have you escrow money with them. They're going to uh, charge you a service fee every month. They're going to charge you 15 to 18% of the debt to settle your debts. And in over, over a four-year stretch... Theoretically, you're supposed to come out of it with the debt settled on the other side. The problem is, is that there's no one accountable to you face-to-face. You're dealing with some company in California or Ecuador or Guatemala, and you have no idea what they're doing for you. You have no idea how little they're actually working on your behalf. And at the end of the day, the settlements are in such a range that they're just not worth it when you're going through that. And... You're going to get sued in those four years that you're in that program, which you're and actually, they don't represent you're you. You're actually being kind. If you said to me, the debt settlement concept per se is a scam. Debt resolution as we do it is different, and debt resolution as we do it was developed by us without reference to anything else. And here, let me tell you how it came about. Clients who couldn't fit within a Chapter 7 bankruptcy because either they had too many assets 
or they didn't, or they made too much money. And Brian or, will talk or, about or, it, chapter seven. Or clients that couldn't fit within chapter thirteen, or it wasn't the most beneficial uh, yeah, recourse for cause, them. Because sometimes in a thirteen, they would be paying too much into the plan in the chapter thirteen. So we came up with a third solution to say, how can we get rid of unsecured debt, credit card debt, at Hospital a way bills, any personal loans for the client who can't qualify for a Chapter 7, and a Chapter 13 ends up paying back the creditors too much money. And over time, when we explain Chapter 13, you'll realize how sometimes that could happen. So we came up with the concept of debt resolution that says, if we can settle with the credit card companies in the range of 35 to 45% on the cards, and you have sufficient cash flow and income, to allow us to take your minimum mon- minimum monthly payments that you've been making over a period of 18 to 24 months to get rid of all the debt, including the attorney fees that go with it, it's a smart play. Beyond 24 months, our conclusion was a Chapter 13 is a better result because for the simple reason the best method to get rid of debt is the one that is the fastest at the least possible cost. That's how we analyze every issue. Chapter 7, which we're going to talk about, is the fastest, least expensive way to get rid of debt. It gets rid of all of your dischargeable debt, all of your unsecured debt. It takes four months, and it's inexpensive. But not everyone qualifies for Chapter 7, and Brian will explain most people do. If you don't qualify for a Chapter 7, then your options are either Chapter 13 or debt resolution, or if you have a minimal amount of debt, maybe debt management. But debt settlement starts with the premise of, here's what debt settlement starts with the premise is. We want your money because we're selling a service and the only thing we do is debt settlement. So if you call our 800 number, we're going to talk you into doing it. And we're going to tell you well, bankruptcy. And we, and all, we're going to tell you bankruptcy is bad. It's a stigma. You don't want to do that. You'd be far better off with our four-year program. That's and what you're going to see. And we see those commercials on TV at four o'clock in the morning when we're stressed and we can't sleep. And and that the concept of paying for pennies on the dollar for, good. Your, for your for debt that you can't afford to pay otherwise is not a bad one. But the reality is is that if you only have one option in front of you, that's the only one you can consider. What has to be considered is all of your available options to choose the the best one for you. And maybe a Chapter 7 bankruptcy is the right solution for you. Maybe debt resolution is the right solution for you. Maybe budget management is the right solution for you, or maybe a Chapter 13. You don't know because when you call up the phone and you're speaking to somebody who only does one thing, that's all they're going to do. That's all they can sell you to put food on their table. You want the right solution for you. And I'll tell you something. Everybody's situation is different. Let me, let me give you an example, and then we'll start talking about Chapter 13, or Chapter 7, I'm sorry. A woman attended one of our seminars. Elderly woman attended the seminar, called me up the next day, and she said, I want to do debt resolution. And I said, Okay. She had $40,000 of credit card debt. She was getting $1,700 a month in Social Security. She had no other assets, and she didn't own her own home. She was renting. She was hardly getting by. I said to her, to do debt resolution, 
on $40,000 worth of credit card debt, we're going to need at least $20,000 over a two-year period, which you don't have because you only have $1,700 a month coming in for Social Security. But she said to me, but I don't want to do bankruptcy. I said, a Chapter 7 bankruptcy would cost you at that time, I said, around $1,700, which would be one, you know, one, that's it, $1,700 and you're done. And in four months, you owe zero to any of the credit card companies. Would you rather spend $1,700 and be done in four months or $20,000 that you don't have and it's going to take you two years? She said, I'd rather spend $1,700. So I walked her down. I had her come in. I walked her and introduced her to Brian. He filed a Chapter 7 bankruptcy the following day, and it was over with. It was that simple, and it was such an obvious, smart but solution for her. It is that simple when you get the right analysis done. The problem that I see a lot of people uh, face is that they don't get the right analysis. They don't get to know what their opportunities are. And and you got to look at it and say, okay, we have choices. We have choices with what we do with our money. But when you run into a situation where you have a job loss, where you're forced into retirement, where you weren't really prepared to retire, you thought you were, but all of a sudden, when, once you can't go to work and make more money and the medical costs start expanding, the, the prescription costs go up, when you're in a position that you never thought that you would be in, you've got to have an opportunity to get yourself a fresh start, to leave yourself with the ability to live, eat, sleep, and breathe. And so let's talk about Chapter 7, because we're, we're, we're starting to get towards the midpoint of, or we're beyond the midpoint of, our, of, of the show. Why is Chapter 7 the most efficient way to eliminate debt? How does it work? What makes it so good? Who does qualify? Okay, so let's start off with people that are looking at filing in Chapter 7 have put themselves in a position where their debts are extremely high, where their ability to pay the debt is not there because what's happening is is they're only paying the minimum monthly payments on their credit cards, and then they're charging up more than they're paying down, or they're charging up the same amount. You, you're, you're watching debt just move from left side to right side, left side to right side. You're never actually making any progress. And when you look at what it takes to make progress on a credit card, look at your credit card statement. When you owe $10,000 and it says, if you pay the minimum monthly payment, it'll only take you 34 years to get rid of your debt, then it, when, when, that, when you're in that situation, you've got to do something dramatic to put yourself in a position to get out of debt because you don't want to be paying the same bill for 34 years. So what does Chapter 7 do? Chapter 7 allows you to eliminate the debt, wipe it out, get a fresh start. Keep the assets that you own, for the most part, everybody that files Chapter 7 keeps what they own, and get rid of what you owe. Now, when I say keep what you own, I mean you can keep the equity in your home up to, if you're over 65, over 57, up to $57,000 equity in your home. If you're a married couple and have no joint debt, you can keep a million dollars equity in your home. You can keep your IRAs. You can keep your 401ks. You can keep, if you, if you don't have a home and you, and you have cash in the bank, you can keep $12,250 cash. What if you're making $150,000 a year? So if you're making $150,000 a year in income, 
then you probably aren't going to qualify for a chapter. You might, but you probably won't. You probably won't. But a family of four making $100,000 a year probably will qualify for Chapter 7. The misnomer out there is that people believe that they don't qualify because the government has sold you a bill of goods that says you're not going to qualify. I mean, even if you're making 150, there's an exception where if you have more non-consumer debt than consumer debt, you can still qualify for a seven. That's too deep to get into in this show, but we'll, we'll save it for another day. But here's the point. You don't, you should not decide yourself whether you could qualify for a chapter seven or not based upon reading an article on the internet or or listening to uh, a, uh, a television show. You should come in and meet with someone who analyzes what your best option is. That's, that's, the whole point is identifying your options and your strategies. And, and I call it identifying your options, your strategies, and your opportunities. Good and one. that's And that's the thing about it. We offer a free consultation because you don't know what you qualify for. Sometimes the analysis says, you know, if we just do this with your budget, if we tweak some of your spending... If we do this, you can live within your means and you don't have to go into debt. Or we can get you out of debt in, a, in, a, in short order and help you live, eat, sleep, breathe, and be happy with your retirement or with your life that's going on. And you don't have to be retired. It's a great example of what we're looking at from standpoint of you don't want to have debt in retirement. But you know what? You don't want to have debt when you're 35 and you've got young kids. You don't want to have debt when you're 45 and your kids are getting ready to go to college. You got to find solutions to get out of debt. Right, so let me do, let's let's do announcements, and then we'll have a little bit of time left after announcements. And I want to ask you the big sixty-four dollar question, which is, what about my credit score? But before that, announcements. I want to remind our listeners: watch the TV version of On Reality every Sunday, TV twenty at eleven o'clock a.m. We have two seminars coming up: Wednesday, August first. It's called Debt Free Is Me. We're going to go through all the methods that we use to preserve future income for you and your family, solutions using bankruptcy, solutions outside of bankruptcy to get rid of debt. Attendees get a free copy of my book, Dump Your Debt. In fact, at that seminar, not only are we going to talk about solutions to get you out of debt, but we're also going to talk about tax issues, offers in compromise. Jenny Wingle will be doing and that. How to, how to pay the government uh, as little as humanly possible when you owe them. So to sign up for the seminar, go to thavgross.com or lawandreality.com, or you can call 888-235-HELP. Then on Wednesday, August 22nd, 6 to 7.30 p.m., we have an estate planning seminar called Don't Be Like Bill, Do an Estate Plan. We're gonna go, Who's Bill? You have to show up to the seminar to find out all the mistakes that Bill made or listen to some of our shows coming up before the seminar when we talk about Bill's mistakes. And you don't, trust me, you don't want to be like Bill. We're going to go through all the elements of an estate plan, documents that you have and you need while you're living, the key documents that take care of things after you pass away, how to avoid probate, how to handle a probate fight when it happens. Attendees get a free $300 gold certificate off the cost of an estate plan. You need to attend the seminar in order to get the certificate. Sign up at thavgross.com or lawandreality.com or call 888-235-HELP. You can also always come in at Thavgos for a free consultation. Brian for estate planning and debt issues. Jenny for tax issues. Myself for business issues. Jeffrey Kirshner for disability issues. You're always welcome to come in. Go to our website, thavgross.com or lawandreality.com. There's a link there to request a consult, or you can just call 888-235-HELP. 
Also, check out the websites. They've got four free reports that are available. You just click the link, and they, they're emailed directly to you. Uh, one is how to save your home from foreclosure. Pat Samasco, our elder law expert, talks about uh, Social Security. And there's one on business formations and ways to find uh, sources of income and funding for loans on businesses uh, prepared by me. Now, big question. Everyone who deals with should debt there issues. Drum roll? There is should be. Is that big of a question? Every single time you hear about, we talk to a client, we hold a seminar, and we're dealing with financial issues and strategies to get rid of debt. Every single time we hear the same question, and everybody has the same question, what about my credit score? Can I give my answer that I give every single time? Yes. Who cares? Well, if it's that short of an answer, I don't know that it satisfies okay, so now, your audience. Now, so here's... here's facetiously the person who asked the question cares okay so that's right and but the answer is it shouldn't matter and here's the reason why credit scores they get hurt you do some damage to your credit score because you didn't pay a bill on time because you file a bankruptcy because you did debt resolution because you lost your job and couldn't pay your bills whatever it is that you did the damage to your credit score when you eliminate the debt through one of the methods that are available out there, whether it be Chapter 7 bankruptcy, Chapter 13, or debt resolution, or even budget management where you pay off your debts, when you eliminate the debt, your score will improve. Credit scores heal themselves. But so the, not only do they heal themselves, if you really get down to the nitty-gritty, your credit score is only critical if you're going to be buying a house in the near term. You can always get a car loan, even if your credit score is yeah, poor. In fact, you people, may pay a little bit more in interest, but you can always get the loan. People say to me, I, I'm, I need to file bankruptcy, but how am I going to get a car loan? I am telling the audience right now that if you file a bankruptcy and you need to get a car loan, the day after your bankruptcy is over, which is a limited period of time, it literally takes three and a half to four months to file a Chapter 7 and have it be discharged and over. From the time you file to the time it's done is short, and the minute you're, if you're breathing and making $150 a week, you can get a car loan. The other thing is, if you do debt resolution, and people are worried about, well, well can I get a credit card? And the answer is yes. You, sometimes it's first a secured card, but your credit score is a function of your pay history, the total amount of debt, and your available credit. Once you get rid of debt, whether it's debt resolution or through bankruptcy, your total amount of debt goes down and your credit score goes up. But the truth of the matter is you don't need that credit score like the financial industry wants you to believe. Think about this. In the last three years, virtually every credit card company now offers your free credit score with your monthly statement and online. And all of those, Why all do those you, sources on, uh, on, the, on the Internet are also sponsored by the credit card industry too. Ask yourself this question. Why is the credit card industry paying to provide you a free credit score when they didn't do it before? The answer is simple. They want you to believe that your credit score is more important than your children, your grade point average, and everything else because that will motivate you to continue to pay them my, their monthly payments and they will continue to get the 20% interest that they love to receive from you. The problem with doing that is you're paying, you're giving away your own retirement 
been when you get to 65 and you look back and you say, I just spent $20,000 a year on interest for the last 20 years. That's $400,000 without any return in the bank. That money should be in your savings account for retirement and you'd have zero debt and your life and retirement would be great. That's your goal. You need to evaluate your options and you need to think of your alternatives and think about the future. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with Law & Reality. Thanks for tuning in.